Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wild Lee, and you're listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we deep dive into the details of other people's sex lives, shared to inspire and educate sex fiends everywhere. This week, we are back to our regular interview-style episodes, and our guest today is Peter, and he is full of so many good stories. He threw in a couple sneaky surprise ones at the very end, so I do highly encourage you to stick around and listen to after he asks me questions. I think you guys are going to like this one. Welcome, Peter. Hello there, Wailu. I'm, I'm very nice to meet you. I'm very happy to be on here. Uh, I'm a Caucasian, born and raised in Canada. I live in Toronto and identify as a straight male. I'm self-employed with an accounting consulting business, and I also like to teach. I've taught lots of recreational activities like um, squash, scuba diving, and I'm currently teaching motorcycle riding. Cool. Wait, where do you scuba dive in Toronto? <laughs> Uh, you'd be surprised. There's actually some good diving around here. Lots of lakes. We cool. go to. Uh, have you heard of the St. Lawrence River? No. It's the big, huge river in Quebec. Cool. I have not traveled got... over there very much. That's like part of the world that I haven't been to yet, but I want to. I know I want to. Well, okay, maybe when the quarantine is over. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Continue, please. Oh no, that's that's mainly what I wanted to say. I, I just I've noticed that you've had a lot of women on the show and not as many men on the show. I think I only heard a couple of so I thought, you know what, we have a voice too. I have some things to say, so why not put my hand up and say, Okay, pick me, pick me. Excellent. Well I'm I'm very excited. Do you have any kinks we should know about before we dive in? I always like to ask that too. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I'm not sure what actually defines a kink because stuff point. that I've been that, that I like has been what I've liked for years. So to me, it doesn't feel like a kink anymore. I'm, I'm very into toys and um, a little bit of uh, maybe bo- a little bit of bondage. I'm not into pain. I don't really like any pain for myself or my partner. Mm-hmm. I would say that I'm very open-minded. I, I've been with th- in threesomes with women, threesomes with men. I've been in, 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 uh, with another couple when I was with a couple at one time. Uh, I'm very open-minded when it comes to sex. Even for myself, I discovered some things that I liked a few years ago that I was very surprised about and continue to enjoy. I'll get into more of that later. Oh, that is such a good, enticing overview. Okay. Okay, so take us back to the beginning. You were very open-minded. How did you get that way? What are your early memories around sex? It's interesting you say that. My parents were both alcoholic. I don't want to bash them. They passed a long time ago. I don't want to bash them now, but they were were not very good parents and not very open with me sexually. Mm. My dad, I believe, I have no proof, but I believe that he was a closet homosexual that never came out. My mom drank a lot because of that. They couldn't have kids, so they adopted me when I was very young, four months old. Oh, wow. But in that situation every day with the smoking and the drinking and stuff, I just sort of grew up myself. I raised myself and didn't really know about anything. And it's funny enough, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I've never done drugs. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink pop. All those no. years I stayed clean. So I had to make up with something. I had to have some vice and my <laughs> vice became sex. <laughs> okay. So when did sex start for you and how do you define it? Hmm, that's a good question. Sex. I mean, I, I knew what my, my, my own sex myself, I started, I guess, touching myself when I was probably young, you know, 10, 11, 12, something like that. But I actually had sex the first time when I was 13 with an older, older woman. She was 15. Oh, wow. And we did it in a park outside. And the funny thing is, years later, I actually ended up dating her sister. And years later, we met again and had talked about it. She didn't even remember that I was the first person that she slept with. Oh, my gosh. So that either was super terrible, or very unforgettable, or I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, okay. So was I think that's a great example too of how something can mean something in one moment, and then with additional information later on, it's like, oh, my context. Now, now it sucks. Okay, can you go back to the original sexual debut with a partner, if you will, in that park? Were you in Toronto? Where did where was the where did you grow yeah. up? Okay. What? The park called Sherwood Park. <laughs> it's right near right, right in the center of the city, and. Um, I've been back there once or twice since then and have no real recollection of it. I'm 58 now, mm -hmm. so that's 45 years ago. Okay, it's a fair. long time. <laughs> I remember it well that it was outside the park. I remember who it was with, yeah. but I don't remember a lot of the details about what happened. I lived in an apartment building, and we had uh, locker rooms downstairs, and there were some empty locker rooms. And I occasionally used to take women down to those locker rooms because I didn't want to do it at my house. Totally. So I remember this one girl... Uh, I'll call her Cindy. We went down there. And I remember it. the reason I remember it was because it was so. If somebody was watching and make a video on how to have sex, this is what it would be. You know, we started kissing, then we started. We undid each other's clothes, then I, then I started with second base, then we took off our pants, we did third base, then we had sex. It was very like very by the book, and I was like 14, 15 years old maybe. So it was. Yeah. It was very interesting, but I remember it really well. And we're still friends, too. She lives in California, oh, wow. and we talk occasionally. Are you friends with a lot of your former lovers? I, I speak to some of them, yeah. yeah. Friends is an yeah, open yeah. term. I, I guess staying in touch. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I contact, yeah, I'm in contact with a lot of them, yeah. Okay, so that, so <laughs> locker room experiences, that's great. That's very convenient <laughs> that you had that. It was. Do you remember your <laughs> feelings around it at the time? Like, did you have any social messages that got through that that caused you to label yourself or how did you contextualize your sexual experiences at the time if you can remember i can remember that because i thought my father was gay and because i knew that i wasn't gay i was pretty sure that i was on a conquest to try and sleep with as many women as i can to try and prove that i was not like him oh wow how did that feel? we had well, at the time, you know, I didn't really think about it too much. But as I got older, and probably in my late 20s, I started searching for my birth family and I actually found my birth family. I have a brother and a sister and tons of cousins and aunts and uncles. It's been amazing. Wow. But that my mom got sick when I was 16 and died when I was about 27. So she hasn't been around for a long time. It's just my father and I. And he died about five years ago. Hmm. But the association that I had with him and, you know, things that I saw him do and, you know, like, paper boys and you know men coming around things that i saw that he would never admit right. my mom used to say stuff to me when i was really young you know eight nine seven years old about my father and i didn't really understand it at the time but as i got older i started to understand it and i think that for me when i was with all those women i was younger i don't think i really processed what i was doing or why i was okay, doing so until that... i was older until i was like I'm going to say late 20s, 30, yeah. before I finally realized what I was doing. Add that. And then by that time, it's very difficult to have a relationship with someone when you're just so used to being with different people and being so free. And I mean, I, I, I dated, I'm, I'm using quotation marks, mm -hmm. but how serious it was and how long lasting it was going to be. I have lots of regrets going back now that, you know, if I hadn't done some of those things, I probably would have got married younger. I would have had kids younger. My whole life probably would have been a lot different. Yeah. But we can't go back. We can't go back. So we just have to live with oh, the cards wow. we dealt. Totally. So let's go back to touching yourself. How did you discover touching yourself? And now, how do you like to touch yourself? 
That's a good question. I don't, I, I mean, as I said, it's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I remember being fascinated that I had a penis. And I, at the time, I didn't know if it was bigger or, or smaller or regular or anything else. Yeah. I just remember that I had one. And I, I guess probably what happened when I was younger was a lot of the women that I had sex with when I was younger told me that I had a bigger penis, I guess, from what limited experience they had or from, I don't know what, from from pornos or porns or whatever, back in the day of VHS porn and no internet back then. And I think that that gives the guys a bit of confidence. You know, when women are telling you all the time, oh, your, your, your dick is so big. Oh, your dick is so big. You hear that so many times over the years that, you, you know, you start to believe it. And then as you get older, you start to realize and you can look up information and realize that, you know, it's it's not the biggest, but it's definitely not the smallest and it's above average. So that gives you a lot of confidence as a guy. I, I'm sure that a lot of my sexual proudness came from the size of my penis and women telling me all the time how big it was. Wow. Okay. And then, so I still want to hear about your masturbation though. When you touch yourself now, do you masturbate? Are you married? You said you're married now, correct? No, I'm not married. I, oh, I'm not. right presently I'm living with someone, but I'm not married. Okay. Um, we've known each other for 10 years. So our sex life is amazing. Totally. We know everything so about each other. We experiment. Yourself. We trust each other. We're very open about sex that way. And I've dated other people in between. Now, so we've known each other for 10 years, yourself? but we have not been together for 10 years. Okay. We've been together, then apart, and together, then apart. Um, mm-hmm. I touch myself now, not as much, because when you have somebody around that's going to touch you for you, why should I do it? <laughs> <laughs> totally. You know, we, what we discovered recently is that we actually enjoy, I didn't realize how much I enjoy, we actually enjoy watching each other touch, touch, touch ourselves. Yes, very hot. Wait, so how did you discover that? Is this a quarantine well, discovery or? <laughs> no, it's a regular discovery. I think because um, she, she comes easily and comes a lot mm-hmm. and comes hard. Mm-hmm. And I just started, I, I like to watch her play with herself. So we have some dildos that she likes to use and she uses her hands and things. And I like to watch. And I didn't realize that when I'm doing it and she's watching, it turns her on more, which turns me on more, which turns her on more, which on and on and on. It's actually really been quite (laughs) eye-opening the last couple of weeks, actually. Oh, that's so fun. That's so fun. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Will you start to tell us details of some of the things you alluded to? I don't know if you want to go in chronological order or if you have standout stories, and then I'll interrupt you to ask you questions as I get curious and excited. Well, my, I think my, in general, when I was younger, I would believe my sex life was probably pretty vanilla. I didn't really know much else. It was just about positions and things. And I remember the first woman I had anal sex with. I remember it well because I asked her, can we try anal sex? She said, yeah, sure. And I, I don't know if she had done it many times, but it, that was probably, I was probably 30, at least to 30. And I didn't even know what it was before then. And I'd watched a lot of porn. My dad had, surprisingly enough, my dad had lots of porn tapes. Yeah. So I watched some of those. So I knew what those things were, but I didn't know what like fisting was. I, I hadn't used any dildos. I, I had never seen anybody squirt. I mean, there were a lot of things I didn't know. Yeah. And I thought I was pretty, you know, in the bedroom. So in my 30s, I started dating women, I guess. You know what it is, too? I think that the women, as they got a little bit older, became a little more open-minded. Mm-hmm. I think that when women are 20, 20, not now, back then. Now it's different. Yeah. But back then, I think when women were 15, 15 to 25 years old, they were a little more, you know, missionary and, you know, a blowjob was a big deal and all that kind of stuff. Now, sex is a little more open-minded. People see things on the internet. People talk more now. It's way more open now. I think a 20-year-old now is way more advanced 
than a 20-year-old was when I was a 20-year-old. I want to push back on that as a female. Well, I'm, I do agree with you, but I also think that we often miss our emotional context that comes with it. And when I think about my 20-year-old self and how interested and open-minded I was, but like not comfortable in my body and just like scared and nervous about everything, like that was something that for myself, I mean, maybe if I had different early experiences, it would have been different, but like I had to like get rid of my weird body stuff and so it wasn't until i was like in my later 20s anyway okay so yes but i agree with you on the whole but but just to just to push back on yours yeah 20 when 20 10 years ago internet and everything was now yeah i'm really talking about 30 years ago yeah that's because women that are 20 now or 20 in the last 15 years it's not the same as 20 that was before internet definitely different socialization no that's a really good point yeah yeah well this is the stuff i love talking about okay so so in my 30s and 40s, I started dating more open-minded women, and I'm, I'm pretty assertive. I don't like to use the word aggressive, but I'm pretty assertive in the bedroom. I'm usually in charge. I'm the dominant one for sure. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know you have a master. I'm not sure if it's still currently going on. but It's not. <laughs> no, I it's been done for a while. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. I mean, I remember it was done, then it was back on again. I didn't know it was off. Okay, again, I'm so. going to give you I'm going to give you the brief timeline. Our first real breakup was July a year and a half ago. So like July 2018, we kind of got back together in yeah. November, kind of broke up. We saw each other a couple times that January, broke up for good February a year ago, but then not really for good. I kind of uh, like got lonely in May and then we broke up again in June and that one lasted a while. But then I got horny again in November and like dating was going in. Eh. Uh, and so I saw him for like a minute and then it didn't go well again. And I tried to see him again in January and now it's not on. So... Eh, we don't really. Yeah, that's only two months ago. It's not that long ago. I know, but it's been, but it's now been like two years of badness versus one year of goodness. So that's just the. Yeah. yeah. So that's so that's where hey, I when, when, crave a dom. But when things don't. were good, when things were good, when things were good for you, you sounded really happy with they it. They were so good. And then they I remember. Good. Yeah. Twenty ten yeah. years and honestly, ago. It's hard to find a good dom. I've discovered there are a lot of people who want to choke me and abuse me verbally without any safety things in place and that causes me to sort of like retract from any online dating at all so it's it's been tough and i'm really missing the goodness but i don't know patience i guess you know (laughs) well for me i I find that uh, as i started meeting these women and trying new things like even the choking you're talking about i didn't hadn't tried that until about 10 years ago and i think i was i tried it i don't remember the first person i tried it with i just remember it was about it was seven, eight, nine years ago, something like that. And I tried it with someone. And then when I finished, it actually seemed that they were turned on by it. Yeah. So then I was turned on by it because that for me, I don't want to do anything to you that doesn't turn you on. Totally. I don't want to do it because I like it. If you don't like it, it doesn't, it actually turns me off. Yeah. 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 So that's the way I've always been. And so with women, if I try something and they don't like it, okay, no problem. I'm a very believer of the no means no movement. So yeah. Choking was something I really liked. And then when I discovered squirting, oh my God, some of these women had never squirted before. And it's, I, I haven't found too many women that can squirt on their own, but I have found some, mm-hmm. but most of them squirt, you know, obviously with the come hither motion. Yes. And some of them, their minds were blown. They were like, where? And I mean, even years later, I've talked to someone, uh, a friend of mine just recently, and she said, no one else has made her do that since me. And how come? And what did I do special? And blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, I think, sadly, to speak for some of the guys out there, I think there's a lot of guys out there that are really self-absorbed and really into their own pleasure and don't really think about the other women's pleasure. Yeah, yeah. 
and I would say yeah. I, I'm I made a shocked face that if you're watching the video you can see but <laughs> yeah. my my shocked face was because I literally was journaling last night like what if I were to make a new online dating profile because I'm not on any apps at the moment and I started like I basically was like very sleepy and had eaten an edible and so my rant turned into like could you please just be someone that pays attention to the other person like I'll do it too but so so what you're hitting on is literally what my edible fueled journaling was about last night. <laughs> yeah, don't even let's not even get started with online dating. I have a whole rant about online dating. I, I was off and on online dating for many, many years. And I have a whole bunch of if, if I could make my own online dating profile site, I mean site, yeah. it would be so different than the ones out there now. Cause they don't they don't really work very well. They're just a waste of time in my opinion. Yeah. So let's let's not go to online dating. Okay, we'll skip it. <laughs> okay, so you're you're now in your 30s or squirting. We might bounce back to younger things if you if anything comes up that you think about. But can, I mean, maybe this is a bad question, but can you articulate what caused the shift between this kind of like more vanilla, but like sounds like very active sex life into the toys? Like, was there a partner that kind of led you there? Was it like a seeking for more or what, if anything, led to that? I look back at the timing. It's now that we're talking about it and I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking the timing had probably something to do with looking for and finding my family. Mm. I think that around the same time I, I located my brother and sister, there might have been like a little shift in me that, um, you know, maybe let something about let going the past maybe and moving on to a different kind of future and different way of looking at things. I think that now that we're talking about it, that makes a lot of sense to me, actually, mm. that it's around... I found my brothers when I was 32 or 33, something like that, early 30s. And that's right around the same time that I started being a little more open about stuff. I mean, I, I went to, I lived with my father for a long time. And I moved out in my early 30s, actually, around the same time, because I didn't realize at the time, but I had become his caregiver. My, my dad drank a lot, smoked a lot. I used to put the cigarettes out, turn the stove off, you know, put things away, turn the lights out and go to bed. Whoa. And I actually went to see a psychologist for about a year. And after going to him for a year, within a week, I moved out. I remember August 23rd, whatever year it was, I said, Dad, I'm leaving. I walked to the car dealership, picked up my new car. I left and didn't look back. And we didn't talk for probably, I'm going to say 10 or 11 years. Wow. So probably in that time, all those things happening in that time, I think just freed me you know, freed me to be myself more and not worry about him as much and get on with my life maybe that's probably a lot of it yeah you mentioned that you have some experience with threesomes yes when did that happen timey had yeah what my, my first threesome you know actually <laughs> i used to deliver pizzas when i was 18 yeah. 19 years old and you you probably saw the, you know, the Pentos Forum stories where, you know, the guy goes to the pizza place and he goes to their house to deliver the pizza and they invited me for a threesome. Yes. Stop. <laughs> One of those was me. Yeah. 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 That was my first experience. Now, it wasn't really a, quote, threesome, threesome like I wanted. But I remember I delivered this pizza to this older couple and older. I mean, they were probably in their 40s, but I was 18. So mm -hmm. everybody's older then. Totally. And I'm in the pizza place. And I remember at about midnight. My boss, really funny guy, goes, hey, Peter, the uh, place that you delivered to on that street uh, a little while ago wants you to come back. And I went, oh, okay, like, what's wrong? Maybe they wanted to give me a tip or something. I don't know. Now, uh, I have to back up and say that when I delivered the pizza, the girl who answered the door was wearing a see-through negligee where I could see, like, <laughs> like everything. 
like basically not wearing anything. And they took the pizza from me and they closed the door. So they called me back and I go to the house, I knock on the door and the husband answers <clears throat> or the guy answers. And he says, you know, we noticed when you delivered the pizzas earlier that you, you couldn't help notice that you were staring at my wife in her lingerie. And I said, well, I'm 18 years old, 19 years old, and she's half nude. And they said, well, you want to come in? I said, yeah, sure. So within five, 10 minutes, he was having sex with her in front of me. And then I had sex with her in front of him. And then he had sex with her and I had sex with her. And, and then I left. So, I mean, threesome, using the term very loosely, there was three of us, but it wasn't an interactive threesome like I've experienced yeah, since then. But, but that was my I think that, that's definitely a threesome. It's like a hot wife situation. That's, that's sure, amazing. Sure. Holy cow. Yeah. Yes. And I, I mean, that first real experience with it, I really didn't know much about it. I just sort of went yeah. there and jumped right in and just hoped for the best. How was it for you watching a couple fucking? Like, are you into that or are you kind of take it or leave it? Or how do you, how do you feel about it? And have you done well, it since? Yeah, I would say I'm not into it really. Okay. I don't, that doesn't much for me. And, and when I watch porn, in fact, the porn I watch the least is just couples having sex. Mm. Well, 18, 19 years old. And a, and a couple invites you back to the house and you start having sex. I mean, my mind was blown. I didn't even know what I was thinking. Yeah. I had sex, left, and I told many, 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 many people about it over the years. <laughs> so good. And now many more. Thousands more are going to know this yeah. story. That's so good. So wait, what kind of porn do you normally watch? Well, now I probably watch um, fisting, squirting. You, you can't find very much relatively safe choking porn like people i because i don't want them to be choked to like until like they're almost dead no that's too just, scary and that's how people actually die right so i mean it's very difficult to find that kind of porn but i think my favorite would probably be fisting or self-fisting which i really like i don't know if you've ever tried it but i have not tried it you can reach trust me you can reach cool i mean i'm in quarantine i've got a lot of stuff to explore I can see the wheels turning. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's, I'm going to have to research For about sure. it. Amazing. Yeah, you should. I watched it. It was, it was unbelievable. I saw it on porn and then I, I asked the girl I'm with now, can you try it? And she tried it. And oh my God, it was just, oh my God. <laughs> I love it. Can you say what you love about it? I don't know. I mean, I like fisting. I like fisting women. Yeah. But. The, the the idea of watching themselves fist is just I mean you can you can use a, a, a one of those um, vibrator things on your clit yeah while you're doing oh my god the orgasms are just mind blowing it's yeah. just and I think it makes a difference if the girl enjoys you watching yeah right and she really enjoys me watching so it's really heightened it's oh. like it's it's a new level that's and then I start masturbating I start playing with myself while I'm watching and and then I end up coming on her and oh, that's god, okay yeah 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 favorite oh my god i i do love i mean one of the favorite things that i used to experience with my former master is like by the end of a session i would be so like in subspace and like drooly and just like you know like a very happy mess and you know sometimes it would be hours long so he would start to get a little bit numb but he would finish himself off by coming on me and we would pick different we would pick he would pick different spots uh it was all good for me he some, sometimes he'd give me a choice and i would get to pick one or um but i'd just be like whatever you want and that was just one of the hottest things to me is like watching someone jerk off onto me but it's like if it was a rando that i had just met out in the world or on a dating app and they were like, hey, I want to come on you. I'd be like, well, that's more boring. Like, I feel like I need some of the kind of context. And also like, 
If you want to fuck me for hours in a delicious way, then you've earned coming on me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Lately, well, not lately. I mean, I've been, I like to tease. So it's a big thing for me to tease and to bring women really, really, really close. Yeah. Spot. God and bless really, you. Really, and, <laughs> and whatever way I can do it by, whether it's by a dildo or with my mouth or fingers or toys or whatever it is, bring them close as many times for an hour yes. without letting them come. And when they finally come, it's mind blowing. Oh my goodness, so good. Where did you learn to do that? Because the only people that I know who do that are like kinky people. <laughs> He's doing this, arms up in the air, hero. I don't think I learned anywhere. I just, uh, I'm a good self-study. I'm a good quick, I, I pick up things quickly. And I think for years, I think, honestly, I think it's because I'm really in tune with what the women are liking or, or enjoying while I'm doing it. Yeah. And, and I, and I don't the same thing with everyone, you know, over the years, you know, you, you obviously pick up some, you know, I don't know if you ever watched Seinfeld, but there was an episode where Jerry had this thing that he did with his tongue and he shared it with, with George and George tried it with the girl and it didn't work as well. <laughs> I can't do the same thing with everyone. Yes. So, but, but I am, I think I like to really zone in on what they really like and then do more of that. And of course there's some things that everybody likes. Everybody likes some things, but mm -hmm. I, I've always think that my 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 sex superpower would be to really zone in on what they like and really get them to where they need to be. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Where do you want to go next? Where should we go next? Do you have specific stories? Do you want me to ask you specific questions? No, I want to. Um, the, the, one of the reasons I thought of having this this going on your your podcast was because uh, I don't think enough men come forward when they've had issues in the past with sexual assault and things like that. So that's what I want to talk about. When I was about, I don't remember the exact date, but I was probably around 12, 12 ish, because I remember when I was um, 13 and a half or 14, we stopped going to visit my parents' hometown, which was up North of Toronto. And I didn't go there because of what had happened when I was about 12. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> I remember, I don't, I remember certain things really well and other things I don't remember at all. Yeah. But what I do remember is I went to the mall with my parents. And back then, you know, there was always a section of the mall where the video games were. Mm -hmm. So I went to the video game section. I was playing video games. And my parents went shopping, I guess. While I was at the video games, a man came up to me. I don't remember anything about what he looked like. But he came up to me and, you know, I guess he talked to me about whatever he talked about. And the next thing I remember, I was in his car. So he drove somewhere away from the mall. And we went, I'm guessing, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes away. And we ended up somewhere secluded. I remember sitting in the passenger seat and he got some um, books, some porno Playboy or Penthouse or something out and started showing them to me. And, you know, at 12, 13 years old, you get a, I think you get a hard on when you, when somebody blows in your ear. Yeah. So I was looking at these porn and I, and I guess he'd noticed that I was getting a hard on and he reached over and started touching me. And I didn't, I hadn't had sex yet. Yeah. And I didn't really know wrong from right. So I, I went along with whatever he was doing. He, he took my penis out. And eventually we got out of the car and I, I'm pretty sure that I had anal sex with him, but I don't think he had anal sex with me. I don't remember that part. Obviously he was probably used to it. So, and he, and he made comments obviously again about my penis when your penis is big, blah, blah, blah. So then I would remember going from there. And all I remember after that is being left at the mall and my parents finding me. And what I really clearly remember is that they didn't even know that I was gone. And I didn't say a word to them about it. And I never told anyone probably for 15 years. 
Holy fuck. <laughs> How did that affect you? Yeah. That's so huge. I went to the video game section. And I was playing video games. I'm a parent. Well, fast forward up till about four or five years ago, I would never have allowed anyone to put anything in my ass. I just was. I, and I think that because of my dad's situation about being a closet homosexual and about me being assaulted, I was just with as many women as I possibly could be with to prove that I was not gay. I'm yeah. sure those two things started that whole thing of 15 years of, you know, sex, 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 it, no relationships, just sex. Doesn't mean anything. It's just sex. Got to prove I'm not gay. Mm. And then, I, and then I, I guess as I got older in my thirties, again, probably I started to realize that one had nothing to do with the other. You know, my dad being a homosexual doesn't mean I'm going to be a homosexual. Yeah. And someone assaulted me when I was young has nothing to do with my sexual choices or experiences that the thing is, if I look back on it, it didn't hurt. You know, and I think I came at the end of it and he didn't hurt me. So I, I don't I don't have a lot of negative memories of the experience, but I have a negative memories of what it did to me for the next 15 years. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. So in the early times when you were fucking as many women as possible, did you see the same people or were they all kind of like one night? One, probably there? four different people. One girl. One girl, it's funny, you know, we, we at the end of it, after eight years, we look back on it and we were both mad, actually. I remember it really clearly. We look back and said, what the hell were we doing these last eight years? Because we, we would break up, get back together, break up, get back together. The sex was really good or, or really good at the time yeah. of what I knew sex to be. I mean, now, if I took it now and compared it now to what it was then, it was okay. Yeah. Because I've done so much more now and I, I just experienced more now. But it was really good. She was She had a nice body. She was pretty. She smoked, which was a negative, but mm -hmm. back then everybody's whole yeah. thing. Of, but it was a lot of different women, a lot of different women, like a lot of different women, a lot of different women. <laughs> Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. If you were listening to this, you are probably like me and you love sex. And you also know that fantastic sex takes more than just a boner. But if that's all that's missing in your connection with your partner, check out bluechew.com. Bluetooth is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, that's my favorite. The process is simple. Sign up at Bluetooth.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with the awkwardness that exists because physicians are not often given great guidance about how to talk about sensitive personal things like boner softness, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. With Bluetooth, penis owners everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. And you know I love a good package. And I have to say, am I allowed to say this? It was very hot when I had a partner who I already had a good, trusting, open relationship. He'd been working on his anxiety, cutting down on screens, meditating, he quit smoking, he started exercising regular, cutting out processed foods, all of that stuff. He was just of a certain age, and I'll just say... The night that he told me he was making his package arrive, it was a very super hot extra layer of turn-on for me personally. So if it's for you, this is a super convenient resource. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com, chew it, and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. 
Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> Did you, um, let's see. Okay, so I would love to hear about the toys that you like and how you discovered them and how you like to use them. Well, over the years, once I started having anal sex, I liked it. And some of the women that I was with, you know, I think back in the day, anal sex was like a taboo, you know, and, you know, and nothing goes in, stuff only comes out and yeah. you know, all these kind of things that I heard. And with different women, I, I was with a couple of this one Asian woman years ago who I was with who really, really liked it. And then I used that experience with other women to say, you know, I was with somebody and she really, really liked it. She actually liked it better than vaginal sex for sure. Yeah. So I was trying to, I guess convince them to try it and if they liked it great if they didn't like it no problem but at least try it once so once i started trying with these women over the years i started thinking to myself i've been telling all these women that anal sex is so good but i've never tried it myself so i was actually in, in cuba five years ago or so six years four five years ago and we brought a dildo with us and the girl that i was with we were in a relationship and we were very close and very open. And I said, you know what? I'd like to try it. So she tried it with me. And I'm telling you, I, I, my mind exploded. I had like one of the best orgasms I've ever had in my life. I was crying after it was unbelievable. And then since then, different toys, thicker toys, longer toys. I like, I like stuff in my ass. It doesn't mean I'm gay. Means I like stuff on my ass. <laughs> totally. I can very much relate to that. That first time with that dildo, well, first of all, did it have a end or were you worried about it getting sucked up inside? Because I, I have a friend who used to work in the ER and uh, she had a lot of stories about beer bottles, carrots. Oh my God. Oh, that's great. <gasps> okay. We're looking <laughs> at, let's see, on the screen. Well, I can't see the bottom of it. That's great. It's got, okay, so it's double-ended. Wait, show me the bottom. No, the bottom's a handle. The little, the little so, it looks, in the, at the hand. so it looks like a sword, like a small sword, but a large cock. How, how long is yeah. that? That's pretty good size. It's about, it's about 10 inches. 10 inches. Holy cow. That's amazing. So that first time, do you remember what you felt emotionally or did you let the physical sensations take over and was there other stuff happening or was it just like penetration or was there like oh, ball fondling and blowjobs or? Yeah, she was stroking me and, and blowjobbing and we were talking and, you know, like, I think the talking is hot too. She yeah. was telling me about it and we were talking about it and, and I like to be teased as well. Yeah. I didn't even know the term, you know, edging. I didn't yeah. even know what the term edging meant. And when I finally discovered what the term edging meant, I thought, oh, my God, I've been doing that for like 20 years. That's why I was and asking I no you about that, because it felt different. Yeah, that's amazing. You're like, oh, that's not. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. Wait, so how do you like to be teased? Oh, close, stop, close, stop, hand, good hand, and, and lube, water-based lube. I should buy stocks in the company. I <laughs> go through that. I buy a big gallon or four gallon jug or whatever stuff yeah. and then i put it in the bottles and i keep one in the car i keep one in my bedroom i keep one in the living room i need access to where i go i love it lube is my best friend i don't know how people have sex without it. 
<laughs> it's it's definitely a necessity. I when I was with my partner, we were fluid bonded, and he had a vasectomy. We used coconut oil, but uh, if you're worried about getting pregnant, yeah. that's that's a no go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So, do you also like using toys the other direction on your partners? You talked about tying them down. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. That's where it started. That's I have a, quite a collection of toys, actually. That's so. Cool. I probably have. 15 dildos of different sizes, lengths, thicknesses, all kinds of stuff. Okay, when you go Two to the store to pick out a new dildo, how do you decide which one? Like you have 15. How are you choosing? Now now I'm choosing by thickness. Okay. I, I, I even me, I've had, I've had, I think the biggest one I've had is about 10 inches around. And I tried recently, I had an 18 inch, 18 inch. Long, 18 inch, 18 inch long? Oh yeah. my God. Wow. Now you'd be surprised. You, you can take a lot more than you think. I thought, no way you can't do that. But actually it wasn't that hard. I, the very first time I tried, it went right in. Oh my God. I mean, I'm down to explore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me show you. Show me, show me. It's thin. It's very thin, oh, wow. but it's rich. It's got like a rope ridge all the way around it. Holy cow. And a little kind of. Yeah. That's great. So what does it feel like as it's going deeper and deeper? Ah, that's a, I don't know how to like explain how you... it. I mean, I, I don't think it's the feeling of it going deeper and deeper. I think that in your mind, yeah. it's going deeper and deeper. I always feel like I'm getting filled up, even if I can't like feel it in my belly button or whatever. And I guess that is the mind thing. Well, have you heard of the porn star Hot Kinky Joe? No. I'll have to look him up. Yeah, you have to look you have to look her up. She took a 70 centimeter one, so like 27 inches, and you can see it in her stomach. And I used to watch her probably the most of any porn star was Hot Kinky Joe. Okay, I'm adding this to my to Google list. Huh? Is it Joe, yeah, like J-O? J-O, yep. Hot Kinky so Joe. Good. So good. Oh. She, she's, the anal, she's the anal queen. She takes dildos. Now, there's another one, Sis Wet. Siswet, S-I-S-W-E-T, like this blonde young woman. That's great. She takes these massive, huge, massive dildos, like huge, blow my mind huge. So I like those. I like Those are probably my favorite videos to watch. People are amazing. And, and the girl I'm seeing now, she could take big dildos. Really? Holy cow. So I am looking at, if you're watching the video, uh, I'm looking at... Those bad dragon dildos, bad dragon. Oh, it's so, so it's about amazing. an inch so it's yeah it's about a that's amazing which holes does that <laughs> yeah. go in does that go in in your asshole both, both holes okay cool oh wow <laughs> so how does exploring in this way make you feel like in your body like do you feel more connected to yourself or do you just feel like turn like fully turned on or both you know it's funny i've talked about it with her actually that yeah as this our session if you want to call it that gets longer yeah I start feeling myself turning a little more animalistic. Like I'm out in the wild and I want to grab her hair and just like, just fuck the crap out of her. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> we, we go, we go crazy. Like this, the chemistry is unbelievable. And it's just, I, I go crazy. I, I start getting crazy. I feel my whole body, like just almost shaking. It's just crazy. So is it hard to be living with someone where you feel that kind of attraction or is it, I guess you have lives and schedules, but like, does it get distracting or do you have a schedule of like when you're going to fuck or does it just happen? 
Well, she only moved in about uh, five weeks ago. Ooh, and with okay. Corona now in Canada, yeah. we can't leave the house. Yeah. So there's no schedule, nothing. We're just here all the time. We can have sex anytime we want, whenever we want. And how often are you taking advantage of that? Surprisingly enough, less often than when we weren't living together. Yeah. Because when you're living together, you got other issues. You're all beside each other all the time. And there's a five-year-old child here as well. And mm-hmm, yeah, there's mm-hmm. just stuff so going on. And so you were worried about Corona and totally. we're a little bit bored of TV. There's a lot of stuff going go on. So, does that go in? I mean, we have sex a few times a week, but, yeah. but I mean, we, we have different kinds of sex. So like sometimes did... we'll just have sex where maybe there's no intercourse and we're just using dildos or maybe I just, I play with her in the shower or maybe we just, I just play with her with my hands or we have all kinds of different kinds of sex. Yes. So intercourse might only be once a week yeah. or some form of intercourse. Sure. But then there's there's lots of dildos and we have one of those um Hitachi massage vibrator things. Oh yeah, I've got a wand. Those are yeah. I got two years ago I got that. Oh my god, that thing is unbelievable. Holy Christ. Life changer. Do you use it on yourself too? Like do you use it on your balls or no. anything? No. No, she's she's tried a little bit here and there, but it doesn't do a lot for me. Yeah. And you know what? I'm really funny today. With my ass, I only like dildos. Okay. If you put my finger your finger in my ass, I don't like it. Really? What about rim jobs? I don't think she's done enough of it to, for me to like. I don't I don't have any much experience with that, but I like, and not even, I didn't used to like depth. I used to like thickness. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm starting to like a little bit of depth, a little yeah. bit of thickness. Yeah. And if we can whisper, I, she's used her foot. Inside? Toes first? Obviously, toes first. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What did that, wait, so... Feet, yes. Finger, no. I love that. So it's not a nail issue. Wow. Yeah, she fists me too with her hands. That's incredible. Do you have to like breathe and relax your body or do you just let it happen? Because like for me with anal sex, I do feel like there's some still level of, I mean, I'm experienced now, but then again, it's been a while, so I don't know. I feel like I, there, I, there's some level of conscious relaxation for me. Do you have to do that? No. Well, they, yeah, it's, it's funny. I did some research on it before I looked. And this, apparently there's there's two doors down there. One of them is voluntary and the other one's involuntary. So the first voluntary one, once that you open that, the second one opens on its own, okay. apparently. It's yeah. from my understanding. So I, I it's, it's not about me relaxing or not relaxing. For me, it's about my poop. If I feel comfortable that I'm clean, yeah. then no problem, whatever you want. If I don't feel comfortable that I'm clean, you can't do anything. That I can relate to that totally. Does it depend on the time of day for you or do you do anything? Like I, I've never done douching or anything like that. But like We have a, you know, a long thing filled with water and you can put it in your bum and you can squirt water and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have used that a bit, but really I think it's the time of day. For yeah. me, at night is the best for, yeah. for that, for totally. sure. Totally. So it just depends on the time of day, but... I'm not as comfortable lately as I used to be just because I'm not as comfortable with my poop schedule. Yeah. I had a little bit of stomach flu and you know, a little bit of diarrhea and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I, I have to be comfortable that I'm clean. That Once I'm sense. comfortable, I'm clean. Then you can do whatever you want to me. And we've tied each other up. I've tied her up. She's tied me up. The problem with me is that I always like to be in charge. So it's very like, difficult for me to tie and re- up. Yeah. Does it make it harder for you to like emotionally relax in your brain when you're tied up or? Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, I've only done it a few times. I've only had a couple of people do it. It's only been like three, four times. Yeah. And blindfold, 
tie me up. And I, I like a little bit of bondage for other women. And it's funny, about um, maybe a year ago, I met a girl who I actually went out and bought a whole bunch of rope. And I actually roped her up from head to toe. And it was kind of interesting. I'd never done it before. I watched a little video on how to. So I did it with two two different people. And it was fun. I, I don't know about the whole, you know, like, you know, that Japanese Shibari. thing. Yeah, I don't know if I'm into all that, but it was fun tying them up from head to toe. It was it was fun. That's so cool. I would love to be tied up. I don't think I have the patience. Patience is not my virtue. So I don't think I could ever be a rope top because I'd be like, not yeah. it's done. You know, it's got to be something I really, really want to be doing. But I love the way it looks and I would love to be rope suspended. I don't know if I could like handle it. Like there's some part of me that wonders about that, but I, I think it's beautiful. I've watched a few videos on it and, and the women seem to be enjoying it. And I think that for me, if the woman's into it, then I'm into it. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't really matter what it is. And as long as they are enjoying it, I'm enjoying it. And I get off more. And in fact, there's been lots of experiences I've had with women where I didn't come at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because I didn't try, I didn't want to. It's because I just wasn't interested. For me, you coming was so important. And, and made me feel so good that I didn't need to come. But then on the other side of that, you get a lot of women where they're disappointed if you don't come mm. and they want you to come. So it was, it was a quandary sometimes whether I came or not. Don't worry, I don't need to come, don't worry. But I want you to come. But okay, okay, I'll come. Such a reversal from many experiences. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, that for is sure. Interesting, I'm reflecting on my own feelings on that. And I guess there is a part of me that because I am used to giving so much and I do love the giving when my partner doesn't come. Well, you know what? It depends though, because like with my former master, there were so many times where we had so much good sex. Like obviously I want him to come if he's in the mood, but it's like if we've passed that point, that's fine too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There, there, you're right. There's a point where, you know, you stay hard for a while and then I, I get a cock ring and I help myself stay hard for a little while. And, and you're so into it, and you've, you've been edged maybe four, five, six times, and yeah. you've pre ejaculated a few times, which I didn't know that you could do. I only learned recently about that as well. Around the same time as the building, I learned you could pre ejaculate and actually come without having an orgasm, which was freaking amazing. You've done that? Once you've got, oh, yeah, many times. I love that. That's the best. Cool. Guys don't know that they can do that, and women don't really understand how it's like. When they say edging, yeah. it's really like the perfect spot. If you go half a second too far, it's the guy can. It's an orgasm. It's too late. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you go half a second too soon, then there's no no ejaculation. And it doesn't feel as good. It's very. It's like a science. It's very fine. But so, once you find that spot, oh, that's amazing. Do you communicate about it, or how do you find it? It depends. It depends on the on the woman. Only a few people have done it really well. What? One, if they really know you and know your breaths and know your body and know how you're about to come and then yeah. stop, it's okay. Otherwise, you can just say stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know exactly when it's when it's time. I know exactly when it's time. That's so cool. Depends yes, though, because like with, cool. I wanted to just also say the thing about coming versus not coming. What I'm hearing from you is, it sounds like you just live a very sex-filled life that is not outcome-oriented, and I. Think that's so hot <laughs> like that's great yeah, not outcome for me but outcome oriented for them yes yes I agree yes, 100%. yes 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 because that's like i want to live a life where i'm just like touched constantly and turned on constantly but there's not you know what i'm hearing from you is it's it's not scarcity minded you're not like desperate to have sex because you know that 
you will. It's just a matter of like what version will it be, you know, in a matter of like tomorrow or the next day. And I just think well, that's and, hot. And I, be different. I don't want to do the same old, same old. Yeah, yeah. I think part of the reason now when, when you're with somebody that you can have sex anytime you want, then you kind of think more about it because you think, okay, well, we did that yesterday. Do we want to do that again today? And I don't want to do the same thing every day. And I think it actually becomes more complicated, actually. Totally. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires and find like-minded people. This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Fleur. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. So I'm hearing a lot of things that you've done and a lot of, would you say, a responsive desire? Like you get turned on by what your partners get turned on by. So do you still have fantasies of things you haven't done yet? Or does it sort of like depend on who you're with? I don't have that many fantasies of things I haven't done, except maybe some more threesomes. We're, we, we're talking about it now, but it's very difficult to find that unicorn. I just don't know if she exists or where she is. I mean, with past partners, when I've looked for, when we've looked for women to join us, it was like a goddamn job. It was worse yeah. than online dating. Yeah. I have a good friend in Vancouver who, um, he's, a, he's done stand-up comedy. And one of his big skits is that when he dies, he wants to come back as a woman because everybody wants him. Men want him, women want him, and couples want him. And it's like that whole unicorn thing. It's true. It really, really, and as you get older, it's harder to find them because I don't want to. I don't want to be with somebody that's sixty-five and I'm fifty-eight. I want to be with somebody that's fifty-ish. Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to find open-minded women that are fifty that want to have a threesome, there's not many of them around. It's hard to find. Well, I guess I have the opposite experience because I am like obviously an openly sexual person. I lead with sex. I talk to people about sex, and I have scared many people away. Or I'm just like not their flavor, even though I'm like, no, you don't understand. I'm so good in bed. Also, you can do whatever you want with me as long as we talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I guess I did have a lot of couples. I was swiping on Field a couple weeks ago because um, I was looking for a couple to date me on TV so that I could set a good example for everyone for threesomes everywhere because I wanted to be like here's how to do it ethically because that's my big issue with talking to couples it's like hey we're interested in you it's like 
are you actually? Because we've been text chatting for two weeks and I still don't see your girlfriend on here, you know? And so there are these weird things where I'm just like, uh, anyway, I guess that's online dating talk, but. You're right though. The problem is, is that I think with a lot of couples, the man wants to have a threesome yeah, and he encourages the women to try it and they go, okay, but I don't know if they really want to. Yeah. So you end up chatting for a bit. And then there's women on the other flip side of it. There's women that think they want to be with a couple. They talk, they talk, they talk, and then you never meet and they don't want to be it. So it's, it goes back to my online dating thing, my, my rant, is that people online don't really say what they want. They don't really always know what they want. That's they very buy true. Lots of yeah, yeah. And they just are not honest about the whole process. That's what really bugs me about all the online dating situations, yeah. whether it's a girl or a couple or a guy or whatever it is it's the same for everyone so well said that is so, and then and just yeah that lack of clarity yep you said it <laughs> um anyway i guess that's just to say i'm a single woman like in my sexual i think leading up to my sexual prime maybe very sexually open and uh you're just teasing me now i'm far away <laughs> and we're quarantined no, <laughs> no we're both in separate countries <laughs> Okay, I will say I've been having fantasies lately of like, if I were to host sex parties, here's how I would do it. And that's been that's been kind of my current fantasy of late. But then again, I'm not trying to start a sex cult. I don't want people to think that like this podcast is just for me to like gain lovers. But at the same time, I'm just like, ah, oh, if only there were a safe space where like everyone was definitely cool, you know, and I like because I, I think I have like really rigorous standards when it comes to human interaction in those sorts of spaces anyway my current fantasy is hosting a sex party so maybe someday but, but there, are, there are sex clubs around like there's a yeah. few in toronto that i've thought about you know i thought about maybe going but i just don't know i don't want to go and watch another bunch of other couples have sex yeah. and i've heard from other people that have been to them there's a lot there's a lot of older couples and a lot of people that aren't really very quote attractive mm. and i just don't know if i want to in that situation i just had hoped that it would happen more organically like maybe but i don't drink so i mean even going to a bar and picking stuff oh, up I in a bar you. i feel you can't and and also i think that's the other downside of online dating it has shifted the like appropriateness of social contact in those other spaces i mean bars are still within them but i'm like you i don't drink so and if i did drink going out to a bar and like leaning against the bar and waiting for someone to come hit on me or like going you know it's not my thing yeah. How much do you talk about sex with your partner? Uh, I think it depends on the partner. Mm -hmm. And it depends on how, how active we are. We definitely talk about stuff that we want to do and try. But like then we again, definitely talk about, you know, it's, it's never really a blind experience where, you know, I just pull out 12 dildos and say, okay, today's going to be dildo day. And I tie <laughs> oh, you up. And just, if only there it's were not a like safe that space. Where, you know, like, I say, I ask her sometimes, do you want to use the dildo? Do you want my fist? Do you want my foot? Do you want this? Do you want that? And she tells him what she wants first. I have to say, usually my fist. She likes my fist the most. So we generally do a lot of that. I, I just, I think I'm very fortunate that the girl I'm with right now is so, so sexual. Like awesome. you rubber clip she's horny and we're ready to go okay she's just really and she comes a lot yeah. and she comes so hard and like you she likes anything i can do whatever i want if she knows i guess she knows now after 10 years i'm not going to hurt her i'm yeah. not going to do something she doesn't like that trust is huge and if we do, do something, yeah 
if we do do something that she doesn't like, she just says that hurts and I stop immediately and we do something else. And, and we're both not you freaked can't. out by a little bit of blood or a little bit of poo or a little bit of, you know, like we're not, you know, we're very open-minded that way. We can do anything to each other. And so we talk about what we like and what we don't like. And, and we, and we videotape a lot of stuff. Oh, that's so it. hot. Do you watch it together? Sometimes. Yes. I send them to her. I say, I take a video. I send it to her so she can watch it or I can watch it or yeah, it's, it's hot. It's really hot. That's really amazing. hot. I'm really lucky right now, actually. That's amazing. Um, I heard you mention blood. Are you into like blood play or do you just mean like incidental from like stretching? Okay. Got it. Like my Correct. Hairs. Yes. There's some, if there's a little bit of blood that comes from something we're doing, we're both yeah. not a little bit freaked out, but I don't like any blood, normal blood stuff. Got it. Got it. Okay. Just, just blood. checking in. Cause I think that's an important distinction, <laughs> you yeah. know? And and also just good to say, like, sometimes when you get really rough, like you're you will have micro tears. A lot of women get micro tears in their vagina every time they have sex. So just saying that to people who are freaked out, like, yeah, fisting, I guess you're going to you're going to get there. <laughs> yeah, not very often, though, actually, you'd be surprised. Nice. I, I actually call her pussy magic pussy because I could put my finger in and it's tight. And then I put my fist in and it's fine. And then 20 minutes later, I put my finger in and it's tight. It's unbelievable. It's I've never seen anything like it. Like oh. she's a, she's a very petite girl, like, yeah. you know, four foot 10, 80 pounds, oh, very wow. small. Oh, she's teeny. Fact, yeah. And the fact that she can take my fist and my foot and these big dildos, it blows my mind. That's insane. Oh my gosh. Oh, how did, does it turn you on to be with like a tiny huge. person that you can just like pick up? Huge. Oh. Yep, huge. That's some of the other porn that I watch is small, tiny women porn, you know, small women taking big dicks or yeah. being fisted or big toys. That turns me on too. Yeah. That's awesome. I've dreamed of getting thrown around like I'm tiny. I'm 5'8". I'm very regular, you know, regular, oh. Oh. regular big. <laughs> but like, what yeah. a, you know, I feel good about my size, but like I haven't experienced the feeling of like getting thrown around very often because I'm, you know, yeah. You need a few tries. <laughs> Six foot eight basketball player, maybe. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Will you share, is there anything notable about other threesomes you've had besides your amazing pizza boy threesome? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm going to remember forever. Sometimes when you get really I should have wrote Pentos like Forum to that because you know what I liked about Pentos Forum? Get micro tears Actually, vagina, we're talking about threesomes. There was one Pentos Forum that I read that the guy's friend came over and was having sex with the girl. And then the girl's husband came home. And I think on every Pentos Forum story, the guy would join in and everything would be fine. But he came home and he freaked. He started throwing stuff all over the place and was really angry. And that was an actually probably the only true Pentos Forum story that I remember reading. Yeah. All the rest were full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's there's been a couple of good threesomes, but you know, it's... It, Unfortunately, now, when I look back on the threesomes that I've had, I remember that the difficulty in getting them going and the difficulty of finally meeting someone and then actually getting together was so taxing and cumbersome that it almost takes away from the experience. Like, yes, the experience was good, but all the work you had to get to do it, you think, man, is it worth it? Yeah. That's why I want to normalize the threesomes and teach people how to do it so it's easier, so we can just, like, be sexually playful together without hurting each other's feelings <laughs> i think that it seems to me and most men and women i've talked to over the years i'm very inquisitive so I, i've always i've asked a lot of people a lot of questions over the years like you are very inquisitive um girls seem to don't mind watching women have sex it just seems to be okay but none of them wanted to see guys having sex i and do not that there's any 
like well, like, you, like men to men yes I, why not they don't want to watch it i guess no no not my my, my, my experience most yeah. weren't turned on by per se got maybe it, no, it. It's a bad phrase not that there's anything wrong with that yeah, yeah, yeah. but in my in my experience most of the people i talked to most of the women and the men i've talked to over the years and we're talking 30 40 years of talking most of them all said women together look kind of natural and sexy and all that kind of stuff. They are very men, beautiful. More, more animalistic, more uh, different, not mm. as artistic, let's say. I guess. As well. And I think that when you're looking around for threesomes, there's lots of threesomes where they're looking for a woman, but there's not very many threesomes where they're looking for a man. Mm. That's my experience of yeah. going online and paid yeah. websites and things like that. Just men are not often included in the threesome yeah and if they are it's usually because the man wants the other watch the other man have sex with his wife yeah that's it's good. not because he wants to participate so we want to have a threesome but the work and the time and the energy to put into it at the end of the day i'm, I'm wondering now if it's worth it because yeah. we have great sex yeah and all i want to do is just enhance that and honestly if we could if i could clone her yeah and have mind blown <laughs> totally oh my gosh well and i think also too having someone it sounds like yourself who is comfortable being in charge and is comfortable like giving clear direction without being an asshole basically because that's one of the things like threesomes get bad and boring when everyone's just like what do we do now and then sometimes one person gets left out and it's hard to say anything or i mean that's why i'm practicing talking about sex <laughs> When I was with uh, one, one of the women I lived with for seven years, we had threesomes with a few people, and she used to call me the tour director, the cruise ship tour director. <laughs> yes. So the women would come over, and I would kind of direct things, and we'd kind of have a picture in our mind of what we'd like to do. And we also had like a, a look. We would look at each other about stuff that we could do or not do. Like, you know, for example, um, the first time we're with somebody, if I'm going to have sex with her, she, we would look at each other, and she would say, yes, it's okay if I put my penis in her. So we had a, a good communication going and, and she joked about it oftentimes that, you know, she'd say, don't worry, Peter will take care of it. He's going to direct us into what happened. And, and we would, it would work out. Okay. It was, it was rarely awkward. It was more enjoyable. And I, and I really wanted the experience to be fluid and just naturally occur. But of course there are some things that we want to do. Like I've never, I haven't been in a threesome where somebody fisted the woman I was with. Yeah, no, that hasn't happened. I fisted. Oh, there was one where I fisted two women at the same time. That was that was really good. What a fantastic <laughs> visual! Can you tell us? Were they like both laying down on the bed, and you were in front of them, or were they like? Yeah, yeah, that was exactly how okay. it was. They were both in bed, and I did one, and then I did the other, and I'm doing both. And oh my god, man, that was really, really, really good. I really liked that a lot. Okay, that sounds amazing. I'm not that experienced with fisting, so at the risk of looking stupid, because I feel like I should know, I always feel like I should know more, and people kind of think I'm an expert, but I'm not. That's why I just talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. When you're fisting, are your fingers, like, together? Like, I'm clamping them together, making little, okay, and that, that's the intro. Okay, okay, because this. You can't go in like, you the, can't rarely go in like that. Right? Okay, that's so. You can put it in like this, and then you go in, and once you're inside, then you make a fist, and then you can pull it in and out. That's um, the first something I've never experienced and is now on my bucket list. Yeah, but you know what? To be to really, I think that it might sound strange, but try a foot first. Really? 
for some reason, a man foot, a big man foot. <laughs> really? Yes. A big man foot. Well, you, you like women. Get oh, a woman yeah. foot. I can find a little woman foot and start there. Yeah. Although I have, a, get... I have a hard time. Uh, I have not yet successfully sought out a new relationship with a woman. Like it's been a minute. I've only ever been chosen by people. And this is true in even just friendships in my life. Like I have a hard time kind of like initiating things. Um, but what are you doing? I just took off my sweater because the sun's getting on me and I got hot. I got a little steamy from our conversation. <laughs> I, I see that. <laughs> okay, listen. Even though the foot is about the exact same size as a hand, I've measured them. They're actually yeah. both the same size. Oh, okay. I don't know what – because the hand can make a fist and the, and the foot cannot, Yeah. the foot goes in better and feels better. Yeah. Like when she foots me, I love it. It's oh. different. It's a different feeling completely. So my advice, if you're going to try one or the other, try a foot first. That's so good. Okay, maybe, okay. I don't know if this is a good question, but I just thought of this and I'm curious to see how you'll answer. I have two questions, actually. What's the most, <laughs> <laughs> what's the most turned on you've ever felt? And or what's the dirtiest you've ever felt? Well, the turned on is definitely with the woman I'm with now. Mm-hmm. When when we get in, like sometimes we take the massage table out and she gives me a massage and then the massage usually ends up being sex. Not always, but a lot of times. So when we start getting into the teasing where I'm teasing her and teasing her and teasing her and teasing her and like right at the edge, right, right at the edge, like 10, 15 times going on like an hour where she's going to come. And then it starts to get to the point where, okay, I'm going to let her come. I'll ask her too. I'll say, do you want to come now? No. You want to come now? No. You want to come now? Yes. Okay. And maybe I'll let her come. Maybe I won't let her come. And then I like initiating. I mean, even talking about Um, it, I'm getting excited. Yeah. Even my, 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 I'm sitting up. I got got a little steamy from our conversation. (laughs) That's probably the most turned I I am is when they're about to come after they've been edged for like a a long time. Mm. That's probably the highest peak for me is like, I'm, I'm about to explode as well. When they come, I almost feel like I'm coming as well. That's how in sync I think we are. Yeah. The breathing's the same, and I start. We both are on the same page, and then it's just it's it's just an explosion, and oh, awesome. I feel after I feel like breath too. That's awesome. It really is. What about the dirtiest? I don't know. Dirtiest, like dirty, like dirty, horny, or dirty, dirty, like what I kind don't of dirty? Know. I I think it's up to you. I mean, not not dirty like in the garden, gardening with dirt. Not that kind of dirty, like sexual dirty. I think but... I think it would have to do with anal mm-hmm. and probably my foot or a, a big dildo or something like that, where you feel like you're doing something forbidden, like yeah, something yeah. taboo totally. that you're not supposed to be doing. Yeah, I think probably if if I, if I tie her up and I use my foot or fist or dildo in her ass, and I'm pulling on her hair and like really getting into it. I think that's probably when I feel the dirtiest or the awesome. or the most raw, yeah. I think, would be the way I've said. Do you have sex dreams? <laughs> You're so funny. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> you know, the best thing is your facial expressions when a new idea pops into your head or a new question or a couple of times I've said something and your mouth is like hanging open and I want to go and push your mouth, push your mouth closed. <laughs> Those know. are the best. I think the dreams, it's funny you said about dreams because only lately have I started actually, I don't usually remember my dreams, so I'm going to say no to that because okay. I, I don't really remember. But I have been known in the past that at that, you know, like, you know, that twilight time that when you're just starting to wake up, you're not really awake yet, 
I can remember a dream. And what I've been doing lately, as soon as I wake up, I'll tell my friend what I'm dreaming. I'll just say it. And then she tries to interpret it. She thinks she's a dream interpreter. So she tries Ooh. interpreting my dreams. But lately, the last couple of times, and now if I look back, I probably couldn't even tell you what I dreamt about this morning. Yeah. But I don't think I have sex dreams. I'm, I'm sure I must have over the years. And I'm sure that I probably dream every single night. I just have a really bad time remembering them. I cannot remember them unless I say it to someone immediately when I'm in that twilight. I say yeah, it out yeah. loud. Blah, and, totally. mm. and an hour later, it's gone. I wish I could. I just don't. I sometimes, well, like today, I remember I actually woke up from a sex dream this morning with my former master, but it was that sort of like, I was sleeping in a tent outdoors. I have these like really crazy big dreams that feel like they're part of some gigantic apocalyptic thing. Like it's almost like a big saga and it's been happening for years. So I don't, I don't know what that's about. Um, maybe your friend could tell me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the one that I woke up from this morning, I was in a tent and I was with a friend who felt like a sister but wasn't my sister and was maybe professional but they were asleep and then like my former master comes in and I'm like how did you find me like how do you even know I'm in this tent and he's like I'm always gonna know where you are but it wasn't like a creepy thing I was like uh -oh. oh like it was like kind of sweet yeah, but yeah. then I had mixed feelings and I woke up and then and then things started to get sexual but it's like with this other person sleeping and so I'm like no 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 we can't and then I woke up and I was like Oh, how sexy. And then that moment passes where you like come back to real life and you're like, I'm in a pandemic. We've been broken up off and on for years. Oh, 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 it's over. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, I oh. Wish, I could, wish I could remember them. I just don't remember them very often. But yeah. I wanted to tell you uh, two funny, two, one other funny story. Okay. I just thought of just now talking about tents. When I was about 16 or 17, I was dating a girl. And they bought some land up north of me where they were going to put a cottage. Yeah. So until they put the cottage, sleeping in tents. So she had a sister. So eventually we ended up sleeping in the same tent together. And I remember one night in particular, I reached over and I started playing with the sister while the other one was sleeping beside me. It was amazing. <laughs> and we were making out a little bit. And I don't know, I don't know if she ever knew if I ever told her, but it was risky That's and fun. So risky. I feel like uh, you risk sister slaps if they woke up at the inopportune moment. Oh, but I didn't even know what would happen. Like, you know, in the penthouse form version, what would happen was we'd all end up making out. Totally, totally. But in the real version, they'd be punching me in the balls and I'd be sleeping out <laughs> in the ground outside. <laughs> they'd be like abandoning you in the woods and stealing the car and driving away. <laughs> right. It was fun, though. Did you have another one? Well, there was a mother-daughter, but it wasn't at the same time. There was a, I slept with a mother when I was... Um, she, she was 12 years older than me. And then maybe 10 years later, I slept with the daughter. That was kind of fun too. Did they know about it or not? No. no. The, the, the daughter knew about the mother. The mother didn't know about the daughter. I think that's the best way. I think that's appropriate because you don't want to feel like you're getting like replaced 100%. or anything. Yeah. 100%. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. You've told so many good threesome stories and so many just like partner stories. Is there anything else that like, if you think in your brain that like can't be missed from this episode? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'd have to go over every sex sexual escapade that I've ever had. <laughs> well, the best place I had vacations was in Cuba. My, my friend of mine and I years ago went to Cuba for a month Yeah. back in uh, 93. Okay. So you were like five years old. I and, was uh... <laughs> four. Thank you very much. Three turning. Yeah, I was guessing. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> So we went to Cuba and a funny story was there was one of the weeks we met two different girls and we both had sex with them and doing stuff. And we took pictures of us on the bed, four of us together on the bed. 
And then the next week, we met two different girls and took the exact same picture on the bed. <laughs> I, love I think I, I think we might have even been wearing the same clothes. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, of course, because you're traveling. You uh -oh. only have so many clothes. Cuba has been kind was, to you. I, yeah, Cuba was really good to me. I, I meet locals, tourists, but we were there for a month. I yeah. mean, people that were coming there thought we lived there. I mean, totally. I spoke Spanish a little bit by then, yeah. and we were tanned pretty good and we were like we were like working at the hotel. It was quite fun. That's amazing. What, if any, dreams do you have for your sexual future? Did I mention threesome? <laughs> yeah. Would you have yeah, more more than threesome? Would you want like a more? What's the most people you'd want to have sex with at one time? Oh, geez, that's a good question. Like an orgy. Mm -hmm. I've watched a couple of orgy videos where there's one woman and like seven, eight guys. Mm -hmm. And that does nothing for me because the six or seven guys are all standing around playing with themselves yeah, no. or they're waiting to get burned. Unless they're all and bisexual, then, think, then I'd be into it because <laughs> then they can all yeah, play with each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. Doing that. But then there's then there's the what a guy with like three or four or five different women. I mean, what are you going to be doing with all those different women? I was four. I mean, I think I'd like Thank to have you very three much. Women me. I've had two women, so four. I think I'd like to have three women. That would be <laughs> yeah. a fantasy that maybe see one day, but. You know, I also realized that as I'm getting older, you know, I'm 58, but I'm still very sexual, very active and stuff. But my body is going to get older. My penis is older. Mm -hmm. My brain is older. I don't know how many more years and 10 years. I don't know if I'm going to be able to have this same conversation with you. Mm -hmm. So I, I want it to happen sooner than later, I guess, if I yeah. had to choose. Totally. Have you used any penis drugs ever? Because I know that they get less effective the more you use. Okay. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting until I really need them. I've been thinking about it the last little while. I've been thinking about it, but not yet. Yeah, yeah. Soon. I mean, I know guys that are 10 years younger than me that I've been using them for a while, but I don't usually have trouble with that way. But because the, because sometimes the sessions that I'm with are so long, mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to get an erection for an hour or an totally. hour and a half, even totally. as a young. Yeah. So maybe, maybe one day. Maybe one day. I just worry, right? Those videos, I've seen those hospital shows where the guy goes in with his penis that's not coming down after taking a pill and you know five six hours later he still has a heart on i'm worried about that too i can say with a personal anecdotal experience that i had a good friend that that happened to and he got freaked out but you know he also started using yeah. using pills in his 20s which i don't recommend they do get less effective so if you start younger you're screwed or rather you're not screwed the second half of your life and, and unless there's a problem, unless there's an actual dysfunctional yes, problem, yes. why would you? Correct. Yeah. Sexual like dysfunction is different. Most most boner issues are some anxiety and psychological things that people just don't want to deal with, Correct. which is why I feel weird about those services like Ronin, where they're like boner pills straight to your door. And I'm like, well, yes, but did you try everything else first? So anyway, OK. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice. What age would you pick and what would you say? I've been thinking about this question since we first chatted because I know you ask it to everybody. And I haven't thought of my question for you yet either. I was thinking about that as well. I don't know what I'm going to ask you. I've thought of different scenarios because I, I thought, should I go back to when I was 13 and had sex outside and not had sex? Like that, that's been a big one that's been on my mind for a while because that's, I feel like that's the whole thing that started this whole thing. So should I have waited till I was a bit older, like 15, 16, 17 to have sex? Because I, I don't know if I would have had as much sex. Like 13 and a half then was pretty young. I don't That's think young. it's as young now it's as still it pretty really young. should be. 
anecdotally based on based on when i talk to people i feel like 14 to 16 is a is a common teenage age and there's a lot of people like me who are 18 19 20 so i was 19. no i've i I guess I've been lucky or unlucky over the years. I've been, I was, I've been with several virgins over the years, like yeah. several women where it was the first time. Some I didn't know at the time and some I knew after. And I don't know. I, I think that probably would be go back to when I'm young and say, don't have sex yet. Mm-hmm. That's my first pick. I'm going to go with that because that's what I've been thinking about the most is yeah. go back to my 13-year-old and maybe make out in the park, but don't have sex. I can't remember this from your original story, so forgive me, but I want to just clarify. Did you initiate that sexual experience or did she? Or was it just kind of... Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, okay. Yeah, the fact that she doesn't remember that it was me. <laughs> True. Makes yeah. me think that uh, it might have been me that initiated and it just sort of happened. I think it's just sort of one of those things we maybe we're going for a walk or... Because, you know, I didn't have a car. So yeah. We weren't driving, so yeah. we must have gone for a walk and ended up having sex, yeah. I- I'm guessing. I don't remember a lot about it. I just remember we had sex. Okay. And do you have a sex question for me? A sex question for you. I've been thinking about it, racking my brain. Because you seem pretty open. And I feel like I could probably ask you anything and you would have an answer. And I, I, if I asked you about an experience, you'd say, yep, been there, done that. Oh, I don't know about don't that. Know. <laughs> how many, how, what's the most number of men that you've had at one time? Not that many. Let's see, have I even had more than one man at a time? Oh, well, I had kind of a threesome not like a not like a penetrative sex threesome but i did have two dudes like giving me yoni massages that was pretty good i know sure. it it wasn't it wasn't so like the idea of it was great but like i wish it had been different people <laughs> i mean they oh, wow. they they served well in the moment but it was it was a time in my life where i was it was about 4 years ago and i was working on this i was very very depleted in all the ways emotionally and so i was in a hot tub with these two guys and i you know, they're not people that I'm terribly fond. One, I, one I kind of like, but they were like, do you want to go upstairs and get a massage? And I was like, yeah, I fucking do. And so I just, it was a cool, <laughs> it was a cool experience for me because they kept checking in around boundaries. And I was really clear on like, I'm happy to be touched everywhere, but I don't feel like fucking these people or like giving them anything. And so that was a really interesting moment of just exploring my own choice i guess in that way because i am so um responsive when it comes to desire and i do get turned on easily and i am you know i am or can be attracted to most people there's like a very small number of people and you know if i'm turned off it's usually by bad behavior or personality or like you know a certain amount of physical like if someone was covered in dirt i don't want them to try to fuck me (laughs) you know what i mean i'd be like wash that penis so it was a really strangely delicious experience for me like I came out of it feeling like a goddess because like they were like and do you want a yoni massage and I was like what is that and they were like it's where we you know put our fingers inside of you and do this thing and I was like yeah I want that and so I came um and I squirted and that was before I like really knew that that was a thing I could do and so that was a whole cool experience and then they were like and do you want his cock and I was like no I'm good thank you you know and because of the relationship that I had with those people, like I went in knowing that like whatever I said would go. Um, so it was a strange experience, but I, I still love it. <laughs> you, what you say is important is that in that in those types of situations and not so much man, woman or woman, woman or man, man, but in more multiple people situations that everybody knows the expectations 
and the limits of what's going to happen in there. And and things are fluid, and yes, they can change. But I think that's the problem with some of the threesomes that people have had or maybe experienced in that maybe someone tried to do something they didn't want, and it turned them off. Yeah. And that's where I'm really, I'm really on side with, you know, the whole choice, no means no thing and everything else. Like, it, in fact, so, I can give you one um, example. I, 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 first of all, have a rule. I won't sleep with anyone that's drunk. Great. And, and drunk is relative. And I mean, or can be attracted tipsy, to most people. There's like a very small I know, number of people. And, you know, if I'm turned before, off, it's probably. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But drunk, no. Yeah. So there was this girl that I was dating. And she was a runner in really good shape, thin, slim, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, really watch that penis. And we went to so a it was party a really with a bunch of other runners. So these three or four attractive women were all grinding each other on the dance floor and stuff. And she knew about my rule. Yeah. You know, I said, keep drinking. We're not going to have sex when you get home. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So we, I watched them and they're rubbing on me and grinding on me and everything else. So then we get home and it's just her and I. And I'd always wanted to have anal sex with her. And do you and want his cock? Remember, my penis is a little bit bigger than average size. So she said, okay, tonight you can try anal sex. I said, okay, you sure? She goes, yep. I go, okay. I put it in. No word of a lie, like freaking half an inch. And she screamed out of her mind. And, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she stopped me. And that was the end of that. So that was like maybe 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. So since then. I will not sleep with anyone that's had sex. It's not going to happen. Anyone so what's going to happen? Drunk. Yes. I want to tell you about one more experience. I forgot about threesome. I was uh, dating, maybe sleeping, sleeping with this one woman. And she lived with two other women. And you can probably see what's going to happen down the road. So I was with this girl. And the roommate came in. And they were, were all kind of joking around and flirting around a little bit. And nothing happened. So I get in the car and the car phones are out now and I'm on the car and I'm driving somewhere to clients or something. And she called me and she said, you know, we saw how excited you were this morning when, when she came in the room, we were teasing you. So tonight when you come home, you can have both of us. I swear to God, I almost drove off the road. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the freak? I didn't want to go to work. I just wanted to turn around and go back. So anyway, when I got home later that night, we had a threesome. It was pretty good. It was very, you know, she was here and she was there and we did this, we did that. And then eventually I ended up sleeping with the other one separately because the girl that I was first with was very open-minded and we weren't technically dating, like exclusive. So, and then there was a third roommate. We're lying in bed one day and we're having sex again. And I'm think I said something about the other roommate. She goes, oh yeah, she'd probably join us too. I go, come on. She's walking by. And she goes, would you join us as well? She goes, well, I'm on my period right now, but if not, yes. Ah! Oh my God. There's, there's three women living in this apartment and oh my god my mind was blown See, <laughs> too good to be true that's the type of world i want to live in i don't want to live in a world where people are offended when someone wants to have sex with me it doesn't mean i'm gonna do it right when you want to if i'm on my period if i don't feel good if i'm working on something but like i'm just like oh great yeah maybe someday <laughs> Totally, for sure. It has to be comfortable. As long as everybody's comfortable, I don't really care about the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, if we're comfortable, like, why the fuck not enjoy each other and, like, make each other feel good? That's how I feel. I know not everyone feels that way. Peter, you're full of so many good stories and pieces of wisdom, and I feel inspired on behalf of mankind by hearing your stories. So thank That's you. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely humans, thank you for listening. 
If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcast, especially Spotify, since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. <laughs> I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, Apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. Sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Wiley, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. Wiley.com slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection. <laughs>